Hey, family, if you are new here and listening to older episodes, we've made some changes. We rebranded and changed the name of the Abundant Living Podcast to Wealth and Wisdom Together with Wesleya and Willa. You're in the right place, and we're glad you are listening. So enjoy this episode. If you haven't envisioned what retirement looks like for you, the likelihood of you planning for it is low. Retirement for millennials, Gen Y, and look, even me, I'm a Gen Xer, is different than it was for my parents' generation or the generation before. Then retirement was based upon an age. But today, retirement is really based around a number. It's based around how much money are you able to save in order for you to live off the income of those savings. It's based on financial independence. So today, we're going to be talking about investing for your future retirement planning. Welcome to the Abundant Living Podcast. We are your hosts, Wesley Eccles and Willa Williams, co-founders of Trinity Financial Coaching. Every week, we have conversations that focus on stewardship principles to help you manage your money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally with ease. We do this while embracing the abundance of God. If you want to connect with the Christian community of professional women that are journeying through a purposeful blueprint that balances living a fulfilled life while building wealth for your future, you're in the right place. We invite you to subscribe, rate, review, and share the Abundant Living Podcast with your friends and family. This is the last of our five series episodes that we did on maximizing your money. Now, the first one, we talked about Lux for Less. Oh, yeah. And and earning, (laughs) and look, and making some money going towards your investments by selling stuff that's right in your closet. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) And then we talked about being financially empowered. Absolutely. And then readiness for investing. Then we had our guest, Mabel Nunez, investing one-on-one. She was excellent. Today, we're talking about retirement planning. We've gotten everything in order that we need to do. We've shown ourselves how to identify the money, how to uh, become empowered, how to be ready to invest. We've been educated on how to invest. And okay, now let's put it all to work. (laughs) <laughs> and start doing some retirement planning. And next month, yes. we are celebrating the <laughs> one-year anniversary of yeah. the Abundant Living Podcast. And we are so excited. We have a special guest that's going to be on on our actual anniversary date. So you make sure you yes. want to tune in to hear that you're going to love her. I'm excited. <laughs> I agree. I'm so excited, too. The title of that one is Evolving in Purpose. Oh, yeah. Today, we're talking about retirement planning. Most people today are planning to live longer lives than in prior years. Because of that, 
Many look at investment as an opportunity to prepare a strong financial plan to help secure retirement years. But the success of retirement begins with envisioning Mm -hmm. a rewarding, healthy, and responsible lifestyle. You got to see it first. Yes. (laughs) You got to know what you want to do. When planning for retirement, it's helpful to use the power to choose today how to spend your retirement tomorrow. Prepare today. Envision today how you want to spend your retirement tomorrow. That's why the Being Empowered episode was so important Mm -hmm. because when you're choosing what you're going to do today, to help fund your tomorrow, there are some decisions that you're going to make because of that goal that you have for funding tomorrow. Some things might be delayed. It's delayed gratification. But we prepare for it, and so we'll be ready. Now, let's look at what the Word says, what our faith focus is for today. Today, we're going to look at Numbers 8, 23 to 26. And we're going to look at it in the Amplified version. The Amplified says, and this is regarding retirement. Now, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, this is what applies to the Levites. From 25 years old and upward, they shall enter to perform service in the work of the tent of meetings. But at the age of 50, they shall retire from the service of the tabernacle, work and serve No longer. They may assist their brothers in a tent of meeting to keep an obligation, but they shall do no heavy or difficult work. Mm. Thus you shall deal with the Levites concerning their obligation. Oh, glory. Oh, man. Let me tell you something. If you're 25 years old and you're just not getting into the workforce and you're listening to us, a lot can happen in 25 years if you have yeah. focus. And if you're yeah. focused and you want to apply, do exactly what this says at 50, you really can. I mean, you you really can. 25 years goes by really fast. I didn't think it would go by as fast as it did, but it goes by really fast. So I, I didn't mean it's not too that's late. That's just something. That is, <laughs> listen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The word said that the Levites shall do no heavy or difficult work. Chill, folks. (laughs) You know, begin to do that work that you enjoy, Mm -hmm. the work that's pleasurable for you. Begin to do the work that God has purposed for you that you may not have had a chance to do or may not have done while you were going through the nine to five. That is true. And I love that. Even in this biblical example, it, they didn't stop working. Mm-hmm. They transitioned. Yeah. And we do have an obligation, honestly, to fulfill. We have an assignment. That's the obligation. God has given us all an assignment, a purpose, and a calling that we mm-hmm. have to fulfill. And like you said, certain aspects of that, we might not have been able to do it while we was doing our nine to five. So... A lot of people aren't retiring to not work again. (laughs) That's my testimony. During my corporate years, I wasn't able to do what I love to do today, 
which is coaching, mm-hmm. financial coaching. I couldn't do it part-time at the end, but I had to transition because what was more important to me was the coaching and less. But because of preparing, like we're suggesting everyone prepare now, my husband and I were able to transition in that. And remember, our series is about maximizing your monies. Another scripture that I want to lift up is Ecclesiastes 11 and 2. It says, but divide your investments among many places, for you do not know what risk might lie ahead. That's a New Living Translation. As you learn investment, and as we have gone through our investment education episode, we know to diversify. It's in the word, y'all. <laughs> it's, right it's in the word. Sometimes we don't think that every single thing is in the word, but it's right there. Divide your investments among many places for you don't know what risk might lie ahead. So the word speaks to retirement in numbers, work, then pass that heavyweight responsibility on, but stay there to assist, guide, and lead. And it also speaks to diversifying because you just don't know what's going to happen. I just, you know, when I think about that, when when you read it and I, I thought about myself, I'm like, I'm like you. Mm-hmm. That is my testimony. Yeah. 50. Yeah. It was 50 years old. And, and if you don't know, I have been doing financial coaching along with Willow for a while. We've been doing this for 10 years, but we started mm-hmm. part time. Started doing it part-time, but what I considered my full-time responsibility was being chief <laughs> operations officer at our church. Mm-hmm. And I remember talking to my our pastor two years ago, telling him, yeah. you know what, when I turn 50... <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be I'm going to I'm going to transition from doing the heavy lifting. Yeah. <laughs> in that assignment because I wanted to focus wholeheartedly on what we're doing right now. I did not know that I was actually manifesting what was modeled in the scripture at that yeah. time. And also the things that I've been doing from 25 until now to even prepare me to be able to do that. So Let's determine what will retirement look like for you. Mm. And before we get to that, I just want to give a little historical context. This source is from a book called The History of Retirement from Early Man to AARP (laughs) that was written by (laughs) an author named Mary Lou Wiseman. And in this book, uh, she states that, you know, retirement as a concept began to be widely adopted in the United States after the period of the Industrial Revolution, where Mm -hmm. numerous aging factory workers began to show signs of aging, slowing down assembly lines, (laughs) taking excessive sick (laughs) days, and usurping the spots of more youthful, more profitable men with families Mm -hmm. to bolster. And also, older workers brought about unemployment among the youthful population by declining to resign. And then the Great Depression um, exacerbated things. Though retirement was viewed by some as an essential adjustment, many among the older population resisted the idea of retirement. Now, that is true because to this day, some people still resist the quote-unquote idea of retirement. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more in depth as well. 
But by 1935, the idea that in order to get individuals to quit working was to pay them enough to quit working. And that became (laughs) widespread. Mm -hmm. And it was a Californian man named Francis Townsend who actually proposed the plan offering compulsory retirement at the age of 60. And in return, the legislature would pay benefits of up to $200 a month, a sum identical at the opportunity to full pay for a center-paid laborer. So in response to this, this is when uh, President Franklin D. Roosevelt proposed the Social Security Act of 1935, which made workers pay for their own particular retirement. So that's why you see FICA coming out of your check, as well as (laughs) Medicare, so that you are contributing to a government-sponsored retirement plan. But what we know now is that that's not enough. You can't live off retirement. Mm -mm. Clearly. Now, again, what we said in the preview, our generations prior to us, they looked forward to that. And you hear them now today say, well, I'm on a fixed income. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly. That's what you hear. That is exact. You are so right. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. my generation and forward, First of all, we know Social Security isn't funded enough to support us and the lifestyles that we want to live. So we have to do things beyond Social Security. What is retirement? What is your idea of retirement? What does retirement look like for you? What's interesting, just to hear the history of the dynamics Mm -hmm. of how just retirement came about. I mean, but... People want to work. They still feel productive. And as the the word is saying, you stop the heavy lifting, but you still remain productive. And if you're prepared, which is our goal, be excited to say, hey, I'm retired. I'm going to go do something else. And part of that something else is what they have envisioned, whatever is their glory work, whatever is their beauty work. Yeah, exactly. A formal definition is retirement refers to the time of life when one chooses to permanently leave the workforce behind. Mm-hmm. The traditional retirement age is 65 in the United States and in other developed countries, many of which have some type of, like we said, some type of national pension or benefit system to supplement the pension that you would have gotten from your employer. So let's put mm-hmm. a pin there. Today, most employers don't even have a pension plan set up to say so the pension mm-hmm. plans were plans set up where you automatically got a certain amount of money directly from your employer and then you it was supplemented from money from the government mm-hmm. that's for most of us that's no longer in play so retirement in a general sense is a time of life when you no longer need to work to live comfortably and can rely on savings or passive forms of income to fund your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Retirement and the term financial independence are often used interchangeably. That is a modern definition of retirement. I told yeah. you the historical context of what retirement is. But today, retirement is more defined by 
this general sense of having enough income to live comfortably, passive income to live comfortably, savings to live comfortably, to fund your lifestyle. And we know that that definition is not around for a lot of people because look at all the seniors that we see. Some work because they want to, some work because they have to. Yeah. They are on a fixed income. And as a result of the amount of that fixed income and inflation and our economy today, some must work. Yeah. They must return to the regular day-to-day workforce. So I think retirement is different for everybody, but I do know that some people want to shift. Like we said earlier, it's not a cessation of duties. It's more of a transition of duties. Yes. And if you still have something in you that you know that God wants you to do, an assignment that you can't fully or wholly fulfill while working, then that's something that you want to consider when we talk about planning for retirement. And step two of our blueprint when we do financial coaching is envision. And we ask mm-hmm. you to envision your life. Take con- into consideration what you value and set some goals, not only 5, 10, but 15, 20 years out. And that includes your retirement. So what does Absolutely. that look like? How are you? Are you working? Are you not working? Are you mm-hmm. just chilling? Are you golfing? Are you traveling? Um, are you just sitting around helping to raise mm-hmm. your grandkids? Like, what <laughs> does it look like? for you. And I know when you're younger, when you're in your 30s, it's kind of hard to envision what you're going to be doing 25 years from now. But if you honestly sit and think about it and you honestly think about some of the things that you value, you can start seeing what that looks like. Like we did. 25 years ago, we knew we wanted to retire someplace warm. (laughs) We knew we wanted to have a house someplace warm. And I knew that I did not want to do do that. (laughs) A nine to five. No, didn't want to do that. Wanted to have the ability to make my own work hours. And virtually now, this is absolutely wonderful. So you're right. When we envision, we need to do that as early as possible. So we can begin to prepare as early as possible. Absolutely. I know when in my 30s, I didn't really think so much about uh, contributing to my employer's pension plan. But once I began to think about when I wanted to retire, and I retired at 52, when I began to think about that, I was, okay, in, in order to fund the lifestyle that I want to have and to help my husband I need to start making some changes. Mm -hmm. And I did. And even in making those changes, I never felt like I was in lack and never was in lack. We still traveled. We still owned assets, purchased assets. We still did so many things. We enjoy. And Mm -hmm. now it's just a brand new (laughs) lifestyle of if I want to, I will. Mm -hmm. If I don't want to, I don't have to. I don't have to. So today I know our focus is retirement planning using um, various types of retirement plans, your 401k, (laughs) Roth IRA, traditional IRA. But as Willa mentioned, even in the faith focus, there are other ways that you can diversify um, your assets for retirement planning. And I thought about it when you just mentioned that, because one of the things that they did was they were they were 
they owned real estate. So mm-hmm. I know there are some of you who are thinking about, how, well, how does that play a role in my retirement plan? It can, but it goes back to planning. Yes, You absolutely. have to plan that. And so there are various ways. There are other beyond just your 401k and your IRA are different ways that you can fund your future. So I just mm-hmm. wanted to drop that there. But this episode is focused on the 401k and your IRA. So when you really want to determine how much you need in retirement, there are some factors that you might want to look at. Envisioning, mm-hmm. planning where you want to live, the cost of living in that place and taxes. Mm-hmm. My niece lives in California. It's much more expensive to live there than it is to live where I live in Florida, monthly savings, you got to think about what you have to put aside and how you have to place those monies and invest those monies in order to get the savings, uh, interest, gain that you need in order to build up your money for retirement. And it's important to think about the age you plan to retire. Some people don't want to work past 40. We're talking about 65 is the typical age, but you know, depending on where you're working or what you're doing, like, and how I much had you enough. Mm-hmm. And you, they, they may want to be an entrepreneur. And so they want to stop earlier. Think about your annual retirement expenses. It assumes, it is assumed, really, that our expenses will be 30% less in retirement. Depending on when you're talking about retiring, most mm-hmm. people don't have a home, a mortgage anymore that's, that's correct a lot of their debt is paid off by then because if Absolutely. you're talking about a 20 25 year time frame you should be debt free by then mm-hmm. so that's the a bulk of those expenses yeah. that aren't there kids are out you don't recommend <laughs> that the house be paid off you know <laughs> before you retire mm-hmm. and you've already prepared for the college for the kids so you know that's taken care of So you can think about your Social Security benefits. That's something that is there, but that's not something that is going to be solid enough for you to depend on. It's just something that contributes. As an example, if you're 35 and you're single, you're earning $100,000 a year, and you plan to retire at 65 in Arizona, and Mm. you plan on living on $65,000 a year in retirement, If you're saving 10% in your 401k and maxing out your Roth IRA at $500 a month, so that means you're you're saving $1,500 a month going toward retirement. And if your retirement funds are earning about 6% rate of return, according to the Smart Asset Retirement Calculator, you will have $1,499,000 accumulated in your retirement savings, okay? 1.5. 1.5 million dollars. And this example is with you starting today. Like you don't have mm-hmm. a, a previous balance in your retirement savings, but this is also including having $25,000 already saved in your regular savings that's mm-hmm. not going toward retirement. I just wanted to tell you what the criteria was when I did this forecast. So honestly, as you can see, if you're willing to save $1,500 a month 
you'd be well on your way of having enough to retire and live off the investments <laughs> at the age of 60. Now, I said in Arizona. Now, if you go to Smart Asset, the retirement calculator, and you start playing around with all of the assumptions, change the city, change the retirement age, change how much you're going to live on, change the rate of return on your investment, or change how much you're going to save, you can be sitting there all day creating scenarios. Scenarios. But mm -hmm. do it. I say go out there and do it. It's Smart Asset Retirement Calculator. We'll put a link in our, in our show notes. Go mm -hmm. out there and play around with it. Like if, if you know an age that you want to retire, put some truthful numbers in there and, 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 cre and start creating that plan. Start figuring out what it is that you have to do in order to reach that important number, that financial independence number for you in order for you to retire. Now, we've talked about how to determine how much you will need. Let's talk a little bit about how to get that money, how to fund your retirement. A couple things that are really, truly important are employer-sponsored retirement plans, your defined benefit plans, or your defined contribution plans. When you have a defined benefit plan, your employer pays lifetime monthly payments, and those are based on a predetermined formula. The employer also contributes all the money and assumes all the investment risk associated with creating sufficient funds to pay future benefits. I think maybe that's your pension. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Years or so ago, we began to hear a lot about employers saying that they didn't have enough to fund their pension plans. That's a defined benefit plan. The other type is a defined contribution plan. Here, the employer and the employee contributes to this plan. The employer usually matches a percentage of the employee's contributions. Usually 401k, 403b, those are ones that you hear about most often. And sometimes 457 plans, the government thrift saving plan, they all can contribute up to 20000 500 in 2022. These numbers change. Mm -hmm. Sometimes annually, mm -hmm. this is an increase from 19,500 limit that was in 2021. So keep your eye on how much you're able to contribute on an annual basis. Talk to your CPA, your accountant. They will guide you on how much and talk to your human resources offices. They can also help provide you the information about the types of plans that they offer. And we encourage you to absolutely participate in them and any kind of matching contribute so that you can get the maximum benefit from the matching from your employer. And then also you want to contribute. So like we said, when you did the retirement calculator and when you are trying to understand like how much do I want to have totally invested mm -hmm. in order for me to live comfortably off the income that those investments can provide for me? Then you might be contributing 10%, 15%. Whatever percentage that doesn't have you exceed 20500 if you're mm -hmm. able to afford that, then do that. And like Willis said, whatever match 
the company gives, that's on top of it. So that's already adding also to your overall retirement investment. And when you think about compound interest, as those monies are there every year, Mm -hmm. you continue to build and earn on those monies. And it's really important to invest and contribute as much as you can without touching anything that might disrupt your budget and your regular monthly finances. Mm -hmm. I know one of the, you might have heard of a movement called the FIRE movement, Mm -hmm. which stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. And basically this is a movement where people have this goal based upon their financial independence number to retire very early, like in their, like 40. But what they do is they live very frugally. (laughs) Very frugally. So that they can save 50, 60, 75% of their after-tax money so that they can reach this number. That is not a realistic approach for some especially if you don't have a high-earning, well, I'm going to say if you don't have a high-earning job. I will say especially if you have debt. (laughs) If you have debt, that might not be a realistic approach. But then you have other life circumstances that aren't necessarily negative. It's just life, marriage, children. There are things that happen in our life that just doesn't allow us to make the decision to in some of these cases, move back home, live with a parent or live with a sibling in order for you to not pay mortgage or rent so you can save that money to help boost your retirement income. I think that what we advocate is, so I, I just looked it up the other day and they talked about slow fire. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, when you are financially empowered and in control of your finances, you can make the determination to live now a fulfilled life, a balanced life, balancing how you live today while building for your future. Tomorrow. I Mm -hmm. think that is a more, it's a, it's a, it's a more well-balanced approach to retirement. I understand that, yes, we want you to try to maximize it. We gave you the example of, of, how much it would take to get that amount of money in there. But there are other things that you can do to make sure that you're not sacrificing so much right now that you resent the plan that you have in place. So allow yourself to have some freedom. Like, yes, reduce your expenses. But when you understand the things that you value, then that's what you would spend money on versus things that you don't value. And that's why your budget is so important. That's why we keep going, coming back to your budget and explaining that <laughs> because that is the tool that's really going to help you look at the overall picture to see what do I have to be able to fully fund my retirement. It's interesting. I like the ideal of a slow fire. Slow fire. <laughs> <laughs> because you're right. You can deal for the future, but enjoy for today. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about... So we talked about your 401k. You can contribute up to $20,500 into your 401k as of 2022. Now, your 2022 
contribution limits for your IRA, there's a Roth IRA versus a traditional IRA. And we want to take a minute and explain to you some of the significant differences between the two. I'll start with the traditional IRA, and I'll let okay. Willa talk about the Roth IRA. Okay. So the traditional IRA, you are allowed to put in after-tax dollars. When you invest in your traditional IRA, you're able to deduct what you have contributed into a traditional IRA on your taxes to help reduce your tax liability. Mm -hmm. The limit right. for 2022 right now is $6,000 or $7,000 if you are over the age of 50. And they call that a, a catch-up because some people were, you know, depending on how much money they made, they just weren't able to contribute as much earlier. So now they're able to catch that up by contributing more in a later age. You're eligible to contribute to your traditional IRA if you're a single taxpayer head of household earning up to $144,000 a year. Mm -hmm. If you're married filing jointly, that's up to $214,000. And that is whether you're covered by a 401k or not, these are the eligibility factors for the traditional IRA. So, on the traditional IRA, your money grows tax-deferred. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the key differences between the Roth and the traditional IRA. Once you take money out of or receive income out of your traditional IRA, you will pay taxes based upon your current tax rate. In retirement, it is assumed that you will be at a lower tax rate than what you will be at your highest earning years. If you take money out of your traditional IRA before the age of 59 and a half, you will have to pay not only the tax on that, but you'll also pay a penalty. So you can't take money out of any of your retirement plans, 401k, traditional IRA, without paying a penalty, as well as taxes on the money that come out of those accounts. Now, your 401k obviously gives you some exclusions as to how you could take money out of the 401k to use it for different life events. <laughs> In some instances, you have to pay that money back. If not, it's going to be taxable. So again, before you take money out, you want to talk with your accountant, your CPA, to understand what that impact is going to be on you. On a traditional IRA, you also have a mandatory distribution at the age of 71. So basically that means that once you turn 71 every year, there is a minimum amount of income every year, and then you will pay taxes on it when you file your taxes. That's the traditional IRA. Let's look at the Roth IRA. So the 2022 contribution limits are $6,000, and if you're over age 50, it's $7,000 that you're able to contribute. Your eligibility in order to contribute, your earned income has to be a certain level. So for single taxpayers, 
who have a workplace retirement plan, if you earn between 68 and 78,000, you're able to contribute that amount, six or 7,000. For married couples who file jointly and earn between 109 and 129,000, this applies when the spouse making the IRA contribution is covered by a workplace retirement plan. So somebody has to have that plan and that person has to be the one who makes that contribution. And a taxpayer not covered by a workplace retirement plan married to someone who's covered can make up to 204 to 214,000. So when we look at the tax treatment, the contributions for Roth grow tax-free. There's no benefit in the current year's tax when you're dealing with the Roth, not like in the regular IRA. So a Roth gives you no current year tax benefit. You cannot deduct contributions from your Roth off your taxes like you can with the traditional. That's one of the key differences. The deductibility is why you have to pay taxes when you take money out because you mm -hmm. take taxes on the front. On the Roth, you've already paid the taxes. Up front. So you put the money in, the money grows tax-free, but they do not allow you to deduct what you put in a Roth IRA. It depends upon your situation, your income, and your tax situation as to which one is going to actually benefit you more. Getting Taking the money out tax-free versus taking the money out tax-deferred. Again, that goes back to your earning capacity. If you're at a higher interest rate at the time that you retire, then you might want to take that money out tax-free. If you're at a lower interest, I mean, not interest rate, tax bracket when you retire, then you, you'll take it out tax-deferred. But again, have a conversation with your accountant, CPA, to understand which is going to be beneficial to you. Now, you spoke about mandatory distributions with the IRA, with the Roth, there is no mandatory distribution. Let it grow until you are able to and want to use it. You can enjoy tax-free withdrawals in the future yeah. for your Roth IRA. That yeah. is an absolute benefit for the Roth. Three of your main retirement planning instruments that you can use, your 401k plan or 403b mm -hmm. if you're a nonprofit mm -hmm. or 457 if you work for the government, and a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. Those are your key retirement investment accounts. Those will be very beneficial to you as you contemplate building wealth for the future in your retirement. An overview of what we've talked about today, when you're preparing and thinking about retiring, you really need to envision, visualize your lifestyle in retirement. Start planning early. And one thing that is very important also is to don't touch the retirement funds. When you pull the money out for whatever reason, you lose the opportunity for the monies to earn more money for you. So we recommend that you don't touch it. 
if you don't have to. Remember that our end goal for you is always financial transformation, financial success, freedom, and wealth on your terms. Now, we've had a great time today and prayed that something was shared in this episode to help you manage your money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally as you plan for your retirement. We hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at MyTFCoach. Bye for now and continue to live abundantly, putting God first as you manage money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally.